After the Haggadah tells us that we stood apart and we were unique in Mitzrayim, this idea is amplified by the, the next step in Haggadah that teaches us how multiplice we were. The Haggadah says we were Gadol Atzum, we were great and mighty, and then brings a proof text that contains six different expressions of how numerous we were. The, the Pasuk says that Bnei Yisrael were Paru Vayishritzu Vayirbu Vayatzmu B'Maod Ma'od. Six different expressions as to how multiplice we were. The Medrash learns from, from this reference to six that the Jewish women at the, at the time gave birth to six babies in one shot. Um, the Maharal explains that the root of this six, what do you think of when you think of the number six? So very often we'll think of six as opposed to seven, seven being Shabbos, the seventh day of the week. Six is the work week. And that's actually the root of that was in Mitzrayim. Even before we received the Torah, the Medrash tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu lobbied for us from Paro to get us a day of rest, convincing him that we would work better that way. And Paro finally acquiesced and the day that Moshe picked was Shabbos. That's why on Shachris, on Shabbos, we refer to the rejoicing of Moshe, Yismach Moshe Matnas Chalko. Moshe rejoiced in his gift. How is Shabbos Moshe's gift? Uh, the reason, one reason is because of this, because Moshe was the one who lobbied and attained for us the first time we nationally rested on Shabbos. But we didn't get off scot-free. Because of our decreased labor on the seventh day, our Egyptian taskmasters increased our labor throughout the rest of the week. And so those six days became much, even more difficult than they, than they were originally. But to show his love and care and concern for us, even while we were in exile, even while we were in servitude, and because of our devotion to him through uh, Shabbos in, on whatever level we kept it then, Hashem um, increased us, gave us the uh, fortitude and the health, the, the physical strength with which to reproduce at a very rapid rate so that the Jewish people could be continued, so that we can see progeny, so that we can see continuation. The next verse refers to the fact that we were like um, plants in the field. I made you as numerous as plants in the field. One of the messages delivered by this Pasuk is the idea that when you prune a plant, this is expressed by the Shibale Haleket, when you prune a, a plant or a tree, that, even though it looks like it's being cut down, that actually spurs its growth. And similarly, in Mitzrayim, when we were being pruned and cut down and pushed down and enslaved, that is exactly where uh, Hashem started to show His care for us by making us even more multiplus. So it was a direct cause and effect. The more we were beaten down, the more we were enslaved, the more uh, bracha we had, in a certain sense, until the time was ripe for our eventual, our eventual geula, for actually freeing us entirely. One more point, as we mentioned the idea that we were like uh, uh, plants in the field, Tosos and Sota says specifically which plant, which tree is being referred to here. Medrash tells us that the Jewish women were afraid of being discovered, and they went out into the fields to give birth, and they went under the shade of an esrog tree, according to Tosvos. Why an esrog tree? So, first of all, this is the first of the roots of uh, Sukkis and of the mitzvah of esrog, of the four species. You see from here, from many places, that even though we were not given the Torah yet, the roots and the ideas and the messages and the traditions of the Torah seem to be alive even before it was given. 
Um, and this goes back to the idea that our others, that our forefathers, kept the Torah even before it was given. It existed somehow in our DNA. But Tosfa says that that tree was the Esrog tree. What lesson do we learn from the fact that it was specifically the Esrog tree? So uh, Rav Zalman Sarotskin explains that based upon the Gemara's description of the Esrog tree as being a tree that is unique in the sense that its fruits um, blossom before its leaves. Now it is uh, ready Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We have the mitzvah, or we, we get to perform the bracha of making blessing on new fruit trees, and we bless the tree once it starts to blossom, before the fruit comes. In most cases, the leaves blossom and grow first. That's not what we, what we make the bracha on. Then come the blossoms and flowers, and then come the fruit. In the case of the esrog tree, the fruit blossoms actually come before the leaves. That's something that makes the esrog tree unique. And the message here is that the Jewish women, the Nashim Tzidkanios, the righteous women at the time, um, were willing to engage in procreation, in creating the next generation, in Jewish legacy and continuity, even before they were assured that there would be proper protection. That's the roots of Jewish amuna, of the Nashim Tzidkanios, of the righteous women, and their unwavering faith in Hashem and in His salvation.